Welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. I know there are a lot of English learning podcasts out there, and it means so much that you chose to listen to this one. If I could ask a favor from you, please leave a rating and a review. It really helps other people find the channel. Once again, thank you so much and enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, unisex is the unisex is a word that we use when it can be both genders. So you might see certain like the sweatshirt I'm wearing. It could be unisex, you know, men, women can wear it, you know, but in the United States, a lot of people are, you know, we're getting away from those old gender roles where the woman cooks dinner the man works, you know, all day or whatever. So you will see more and more um, unisex names, unisex clothing. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. Um, like my wife's name, her name is Jamie, but there are some um, guys named Jamie. I have a good friend. His name is Jamie. Um, I also want to look that up because I think there's another, it's not androgynous. Let's see. Ah, I like this better. Um, let me share this right here. So you can see right there, you might hear this also, gender neutral name, gender neutral name. And you can also, excuse me, see that word unisex is there, but you might start hearing gender neutral. If something is neutral, it's kind of in between. Um, when you're driving a car, you can drive it forward or you can drive it backwards or you can keep it in neutral. It just means it's going to stay in the same place neutral so what are some can i can i share this is this being shared let's see what some gender neutral names are in english there's an ad for target 100 ooh addison addison sometimes uh you will hear that name shortened to addy so one of my son's best friends is named addy Adrian. And when I hear that, I automatically think boy, but Aiden sounds like it could be a boy's name too. We got Alex, Andy. That sounds like a guy's name to me, but Hey, it's cool. Angel. Yeah. Both. Um, I've known both boys and girls to be named angel archer. That sounds like a guy's name to me. 
an archer is somebody who uses a, a bow and arrow. If you're into Marvel movies, that would be Hawkeye. So hope that helps, Mega. Unisex, but you might also hear gender neutral. SEO Wu is here. Hey, thanks so much for becoming a member. Radu. Radu. Oh, um, I always point to the same couple books. So the question is, hello, teacher. Could you please specify the name of your favorite book if you have one? Yeah, we've talked about this um, on a recent live stream about all the books we like. I know Cecilia was talking about some books that she likes. Um, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Stephen King. He is from the same state that I am from. He's from the next town over. He grew up about 10 miles away from where I grew up. He's he's about 30 years older than I am, but um, I'm a really big fan of a book called The Green Mile. And there's also a movie called The Green Mile. I also love a book called The Long Walk by Stephen King. But I also love another book called The Hate You Give. I can probably put this. And I think there are some links um, in the description to Amazon if you would like to order some of my favorite books. But The Hate You Give. Just a great book. Um, let's see if I can bring this up here. Yeah, I think I can share this. Boom. There it is. That's what it looks like. The Hate You Give. It was made into a movie. And um, this is probably at a B2, I would say, a B2. So hope that helps. Yeah, I love reading. I've mostly been reading in Italian, though, lately. Really easy books in Italian. I don't have any near me. But um, when I'm teaching school and I have a little bit of a break, I do have some short stories that I've been reading in Italian. All right, lots of names here that are gender neutral. Oh, Essie Wu says her name is unisex as well. Anyway, Jordan. I have a, a niece who is named Jordan. Pat, Chris. There's a funny, um, well, Bob will know, Pat, probably Saturday, Saturday Night Live skit. Totally American thing. You can probably look it up on YouTube, but there was a person named Pat on this show and nobody could tell if she was a woman or if he was a man. So, but that was from the 1990s. I don't think they will be doing an updated version of Pat. Ah, Radu. Yes. The Green Mile. Yeah. Great movie. Great book great book. Hello. I am doing well today. Hey, one thing I want to talk about is why I can do this live stream right now. I'm not at work. I'm not at school. I'm not teaching in my classroom right now. Normally I would be. It is. Yeah, it's 925 where I'm from. 925. So um, it is Veterans Day here in the United States. And what that means is we take a day to recognize or to remember all of those people who have served in the army or the navy 
And we use that verb served. So they've served in the military or they've served in the armed forces, armed forces. So the armed forces, army, Navy, air force, Marines, coast guard, basically anybody who has been willing to give up their life for their country. We recognize them today. We remember them today. There are often parades um, where veterans will walk and people can applaud them and recognize what a great job they did. If you go to McDonald's today, McDonald's might have a discount for their food for veterans. So maybe instead of paying a dollar for uh, a sandwich, a hamburger, they might get 25% off. They might get 30% off. So they only have to pay 75 cents for a hamburger. Can you get a hamburger for a dollar anymore? I'm not sure. I just wanted to use that number because it was easy for me to do the math. I'm not a math teacher. I'm an English teacher. So looking through the chat, just seeing who is here. Hey, yes. So Ollie Richards, it is, I, I will read Ollie Richards short stories. I have about four or five of his books. So I have the, the short stories for beginners, uh, the short stories for the intermediate, which I'm still struggling with, but I can kind of get through them. And then he has a few other like 30 day books that I use. And if anybody there, there are also links down in the description for Ollie Richards books in English. I think they're really helpful. Each book probably has 10 stories and I have reread some of those stories. When you read it again, I have reread some of those stories, um, probably 10 or 15 times. It's in my, it's in my school bag, which is upstairs. I thought it might've been here and the book is falling apart. It's falling apart. I read the beginner one so many times, so many times. Oh, you do. Abuba speaks a little bit about Italy. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I know that there are some um, other countries in the world that speak Italian besides Italy. So if you go to Switzerland, you might hear a little Italian. If you go to Albania, you might hear a little Italian. And if you go to Somalia, you might hear a little Italian there too. Oh, is that, is that true? Mega. Is that the American version of your name? Megan? It could be. I have a couple friends named Megan. Constantine. How are you? Hey, thank you for being a channel member. I do appreciate it. Hey, a little bit late. That's okay. We, we just started. Yeah, feel free to leave those questions down in the chat. All right. Italo, how are you? I believe Italo, oh, I was going to say Italo is from Brazil. I remember that. I remember that. Hello, Brent. I hardly enjoyed the barbershop video. Make more like this. Real situations. Yes. So I have a couple 
a couple field trips I've planned. Um, but be careful, Italo. When you say, I hardly enjoyed it, that means you didn't like it. I hardly enjoyed it. Yeah, if you go to a movie like, eh, I hardly enjoyed it, it means you don't, you didn't like it. You didn't like it. So be careful. Um, you could say, I heartily enjoyed it. Not many people will say that, but if you, if you heartily enjoy something, it means you really like it. So you might have a meal that you heartily enjoyed. There's a book over here. What's this book? I don't know if I've been reading this. What do you know? There's a book over here. It is a Stephen King book, The Outsider. I've, I'm about halfway through. So this is the English book I'm reading, The Outsider. It's one of uh, Stephen King's newer books. Italo. Look at this. I've been reading a little bit of uh, beginner Portuguese. Portuguese. Portuguese is, when you look at it, it's a lot like Italian. I can understand some things when I'm reading it, but when I hear people speak it, I'm like, wait, what? What? Hola, hola, gente. There's a lot of the, I don't know, the nasal, the nasal that, uh, I will one day, I think, learn Portuguese, but whoo, it's a tough one. Educational fans. Hey, fans of education, love to hear that. Please explain the meaning of sincure. Sincure. I don't know that word. Sincure. Let's see. We can look it up, though, I bet. S-I-N-E. Usually what I say is if I don't know the word, if I don't know the word, I wouldn't worry about it, you know, because I've been speaking English for over 40 years. And if I've never seen that word, you know, you might not want to use it because a lot of English, English uh, speakers will probably say, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. Um, I, I found it here. Um how do we say it? I think I can even like pull this up, but sinecure. I didn't hear it. Sinecure. Uh, maybe something wrong with my um speakers. I can't hear it. Maybe you did, but yeah, I wouldn't worry too. It looks like it's something about a job in an office, I guess. Um, I don't know. There's the definition, but I would not put that at the top of my list for words I needed to know to speak English. Unless you're very, very advanced, but yeah, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much about that word. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ariel could be, could be unisex, could be gender neutral. All right. Let's see. Okay, Radu. Hey, this is a. Um, I know I mentioned hamburgers earlier. I know there are some people in the chat who do not eat beef, so. Uh, I do apologize. I won't, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I never eat beef on camera. Never do that. Just out of respect to people around the world who don't eat beef. I also will not eat pork. So, and so far I have not consumed alcohol on camera out of respect for all of those who don't. I stick to eggs mostly, sometimes chicken apologize to the vet, uh, vegetarians, but 
I apologize to the vegetarians. Vegetarians, in English, people who don't eat meat. Veterinarians, which I almost said, veterinarians are doctors for animals. So veterinarians, vegetarians. Sound very close, don't they? Teacher, where do you buy hamburgers from when you want to eat? I heard that Five Guys is okay. In my opinion, Five Guys, more than okay. Five Guys, when we're talking fast food, Five Guys, you can get your food in probably five or 10 minutes. So it's not quite fast food like McDonald's, but it doesn't take a whole lot more time than that. If you ever come to the United States and you're on the East Coast, Five Guys, I think, is the best. If you're on the West Coast, I've heard In-N-Out Burger is good, but I've never had it. I've never had it. Never had it. Yeah, it could be. I really enjoyed. Yeah, if you really enjoy something and you like it a lot, you know what? I really enjoy. I really enjoy Five Guys. I really do. I really wish there was a Five Guys in my town, but there isn't. I have to travel about 30 miles to get Five Guys. But Linda, I'm not sure if Linda is in here, but my buddy, my Italian buddy, Aroni, um, he's going to be visiting next year. Now that the United States is open for travel, he will be visiting And we are going to one of the best Italian restaurants in the United States, a little place called Olive Garden. Have you heard about Olive Garden? They freeze all of their food and then they warm it up in a microwave. Some of the best Italian food you will ever have. Of course, I'm kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. But I think... I think we do need to visit the Olive Garden because it is not real Italian food. It's a joke compared to real Italian food, authentically made Italian food, like real. If something is authentic, it is real. Olive Garden's not. Olive Garden's not. Same to Taiwanese. What's up? How are you, my friend? Long time no see. Hey, Nightbot, chill, chill, Nightbot, chill, relax. Come on, man. All right, Constantine, in Russia, it is mandatory to serve in military forces. I served two years, but it was a long time ago. Well, I'm not Russian, but I do thank you for your service. So in the United States, if you see a veteran, you can always say, hey, thank you for your service. And I know in Russia, I think it's in the spring, they have a big celebration for Russia and for anyone who served in the military. Yeah, I watch, um, his name's Roman. He's a Russian YouTuber. Um, he's just moved to St. Petersburg, by the way. He used to live in Chelebensk. Chelebensk. I heard that's a real nice town in, the, in Russia. A uh, lot of pollution in Chilevins, but um, he didn't serve in the military. I can't remember how he got out of serving, but I don't think he served. Um, I do know that in Finland and Denmark, there's also 
mandatory service. So if something is mandatory, you have to do it. But Constantine, thank you for your service. Gloria, how are you? Hey, Brent, love practicing English with you. Thank you so much. I enjoy when you're walking around places. We practice English and we see beautiful places. Yeah, I I like that too. I like getting out. It's better than just in one room, you know, talking about English. I think this is great because it's live and then you can ask me questions. But if I am making a, an English lesson, I do like to be outside. Definitely right now. There are still a few leaves on the trees. You might have seen that in the last lesson when I talked about English phrasal verbs with food. It's a beautiful day. The sky was so blue. But um, pretty soon it's going to be cold and wintry around here. I don't think Luke is in the chat. My friend from Poland, we both hate. We both hate winter. We both hate winter. Please put in the chat. Are you team winter or are you team summer? I believe Cecilia is in the chat. She is team summer. I don't think Maria is here from Argentina, but I believe they both love summer. No, they love winter. They love winter. And they're, they're, they're gearing up for summer, gearing up, getting ready. So if you could in the chat, are you team Spring. A lot of times when we say team means what side do you support? Which side do you like better? What do you like better? Team summer, team spring. I am team summer all the way. Love summer. Luke loves summer. Cecilia, <laughs> she, oh, I didn't know. Sorry, Cecilia. I thought you and Maria felt the same way. She says, definitely team summer. All right. Team summer. Another one for the good guys. Nah, hate winter, but hey, I I support you if you like winter. A lot of my friends like winter, which is why they live in the, uh, the cold state of Maine. Yeah, no, no. Olive Garden. Come on, right? Bob knows what we're talking about here. What is that? Oh, man. Bob the Canadian was in the chat. I think he's working today. Uh, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. But I think he said bye. So he's probably gone. But thanks for stopping by. Um, but they, I think in Canada, they also observe Veterans Day. And, and I was in Canada two years ago. They call it something different. I can't remember what they call it. And they will always wear poppies on their clothing. A lot of Canadians will at least, not all, but a lot to remember those who have served. I'm sorry. I wish, I wish I saw when Bob, the Canadian was here, not Bob, the Italian, Bob, the Canadian, Bob, the Canadian. He's here. He was here. See you, Bob. Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) He is at work. Okay. He is at work. Sorry, man. So he brought a lot of teachers have what's called a planning period. So tomorrow during Bob the Canadian's live stream, I have a, about 15 minutes of a planning period. And what a planning period is, is when you don't have students, but you get to plan your lessons. You get to, 
um, develop the lessons. So that's probably what, oh gosh, oh gosh. Okay. Sam the Italian, uh, Sam the Taiwanese, Sam the Taiwanese. Hey boy. Hey, thanks, Bob. Yeah, Bob, um, the Italian, um, he's an American, but he lives in New Jersey and he's never heard that word either. So yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Nakim, how are you? All right, metaverse. Uh, I I do have my Bitcoin. (laughs) I have my Bitcoin uh, sweatshirt on. Um, what Sam is asking about is the the metaverse, and in English, what we call the metaverse is a a world in which you can visit that is almost like the real world. There might be buildings in the real world uh, in the metaverse. So the metaverse is not real, but you might go to business meetings in the metaverse. There might be houses that you can buy in the metaverse. I think it's true. A lot of gaming, if you play video games, you might be playing in the metaverse. So you can get um, maybe a sword and maybe it's a rare sword. And if you play this game long enough, you might get this sword and then you could turn around and sell it to somebody for money. It's, it's crazy. I, Sam, I think it's going to happen too. You know, one day we might all be wearing goggles on our eyes to visit the metaverse, but I think it's, I think it's going to happen. I agree. I agree. Um, Cecilia, Stephen King, Stephen King's the best, the best Abu Ba. I'm sick and tired of these expressions. You scared the hell out of me. You scared the crap out of me. You scared the bejesus out of me. Hey, we use these. It is possible you might hear all of them. Those are good expressions. Um, I'm sorry that you're sick and tired of them, but uh, hopefully you're not getting scared too much, Abu Ba. But you will hear native English speakers say that all the time. Be careful. Um, Hell is like, it's a swear word, but it's, it's really mild. It's really mild. You could probably almost say that to your grandmother in the United States. She won't get mad. And it's like, eh. it's not as bad as some of them. Um, oh, no. Oh, hey, Mega, you weren't spamming. I don't know what Nightbot's problem is half the time. Don't know what Nightbot's problem is. All right, let me get down into the chat. So I don't miss anything. I probably have missed something. Gloria, Mexico is in the house. What's going on? Uh, Yeah, Olive Garden is not good. It's expensive. Oh, Gloria, you lived in Argentina? I would love to visit Argentina. I would love to visit Bonus Iris. That's that's how we say it in English. And I know Maria and Cecilia can say it much better than I can, but we say bonus Iris. Team Summer. Team Summer is in the house. Okay. I'm not sure. Have I mentioned this? I am a big James Bond fan. Big James Bond fan. I was actually watching Dr. No a little bit last night when I got home. The very first James Bond movie. 
I have not had time to go to the movie theater, though, to see James Bond. There are quite a few movies that I would like to see, and I just haven't been able to get to the movies. I've been too busy with school and YouTube, but maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day. Team Winter. Yeah, yeah, it's true, right? Living in Maine, we have winter almost six months a year. So yesterday, and I just know Fahrenheit, but it was 60 degrees Fahrenheit. I would consider that warm for November. That was really nice. So maybe November isn't a winter month, but a couple years ago, we had a foot of snow for Halloween, which is October 31st. So we can sometimes get really heavy snow in November. This November has been warm. And remember, we use feet and inches here and we use Fahrenheit. Americans have to be different. I know the rest of the world uses Celsius and meters. We have to be different. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Freddie Wolf from France is here. What's going on? I hate winter. Good man. Good man. Yeah. I made a video lesson last year about the night before it started to snow. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that, but Freddie is feeling like I was feeling last year at this time. It's, it's only a matter of time. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. But then we'll have spring, the flowers will come back, the leaves will come back on the trees. Today, I will be doing more yard work. Team Summer, that's what I'm talking about. Team Summer, and I know it can get cold in many, many parts of Russia. So I think if you live in a place where it's cold six months out of the year, like Abu Ba said, you're probably going to be team summer. Summer. Summer's so beautiful. Go to the beach. Go swimming. Lucian from Romania. We get we get, get a lot of winter there too, right, Lucian? A lot of winter. Oh, team summer. All right. There's a lot. Hey, if you're team winter, I respect it. I just, I like team summer better. I just like team summer. All right. Constantine, what do you think? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Um, what do you think about Stephen King's new book? Now, in English, we call it um, The Outsider. And this came out, I think, two years ago. It's okay. It's okay. It started off or it began really good. I thought, this is amazing. Now that I am halfway through, you can see my bookmark. Now that I'm halfway through, it's falling off for me. If something is falling off, it's getting worse. It's not as good as it once was. So I don't know. I might keep reading or I might give up on it. I might not. I might not finish it. I might just give up. I don't know. Life is too short to read boring books. Life is too short. Read the exciting ones. 
Oh, where is that? Cordoba. Cordoba. Well, welcome. Welcome. What? You had a half day on Saturday? See, in the United States, we very rarely go to school on Saturday. I can't say we never go to school on Saturday. One year, because we had so many snow days. If we have a snow day, that means it was snowing too much for us to go to school and we make it up in the summer. So they will just take that day. Let's say January 13th, there was a lot of snow. We won't go to school that day. And then we'll just go to school on June 10th. Maybe we were supposed to get out for the summer on June 9th. They will just add a day at the end of the school year. One year, there were so many snow days. We made a couple of them up on Saturdays in May, just because we wouldn't be getting out until July. That was a lot of snow that year. A lot of snow that year. All right. So, Brent, we know that you like Italy. If so, if one day you decide to live in Italy, which Italian city would you choose for living? That's a great question. My wife and I have talked about um, visiting Italy for the summers when we're older. It would be nice. I would like to never buy a house in Italy, but rent houses for the summer in many different cities. So I would have to, I would have to visit Milan, which is how we say it in English, Milan. But of course, Venice. I mean, come on, beautiful. There are so many beautiful um, towns in Italy. But I would also like to live in the summer in like Poland, spend a summer in Poland or a summer in Russia, if that's possible. St. Petersburg looks beautiful. Brazil and Argentina, I might have to wait until I retire because teachers in the United States don't work in the summer here. Unfortunately, it's the winter in Brazil and Argentina when it's summer up here. So I would like to do that, spend a summer in many different places. Yeah, many different places. Thanks for the question. Linda says, it's also 60 degrees Fahrenheit in Italy. Oh, use Fahrenheit. <laughs> um, sometimes... Um, for the channel members and discord, we often post our weather and mine right, mine right now is actually in Celsius. Yeah. Mine right now is actually in Celsius too. It is four degrees Celsius here. All right. Team spring, team spring. Now I think if you live in a place that gets a lot of snow, like Romania, Poland, Russia, Spring is just a whole lot of mud, a whole lot of mud. The snow will melt, so it gets everything wet. Spring is not a good time here in Maine, in the northern part of the United States. Where I lived in Alabama, it was one of the best times. I would be team spring if I lived in Alabama. Spring is beautiful. It's just not so great here. All right. 
Radu is wondering, is there a lot of pollution where you reside? So where I live, there isn't a whole lot of pollution, but I am working on an English lesson all about pollution. So I want to do a lesson where I teach a lot of the terms we use with pollution. So uh, luckily, not too much. We have a lot of fresh air here, or it seems like it's fresh air. The rivers are being cleaned up. In the 1970s, the rivers in Maine were so dirty, you couldn't swim in them. Now, 50 years later, they are getting better. But some of the rivers, people will say only eat one or two fish from the river each year because it is a little polluted. Some people will swim in those rivers, but not everyone feels comfortable swimming in those rivers. So a little bit of pollution, but uh, not too bad. Gloria, team summer, team summer. Uh, Lucian, I think I just saw a question from you. Can I find it again? Something about that. Oh, how about this one? Lucian, hello, Brent. I have one question. Let's say a native speaker sees for the first time a new word containing a silent letter, knock, for example. How would they know the K should not be pronounced? They probably won't. We often mispronounce names quite a bit, but what I do, and if I'm a big reader, so I'm always finding new English words. And a lot of times what I will do is I will simply look up the word. And a lot of times if I go to, and I don't think we'll be able to hear it, but if I go to an online dictionary, like Merriam-Webster, Merriam-Webster, you can look there and there's usually a little pronunciation, little speaker button. Knock. And I didn't, I didn't hear that. Did you hear that? Knock. Knock. Maybe, maybe you heard that, but um, I love dictionaries like that. I believe there's another one. Farvo. Uh, look this up just in case there's anything bad on here, but I think it's Farvo where Forvo, Forvo. All right. Not a sponsor, but this can really help you. I think with your English, some, I use it for Italian all the time. Forvo it's called, I think it's just Forvo.com, but you can look up words and native speakers will pronounce them so people have recorded these let's see what's a tough word what's a tough word to say i believe they have it for english too you may have to sign up but yeah I, again, I'm not sure if you will be able to hear these, but you can look and, you know, you have American, but this per oh, Kiwi, this person is from New Zealand. So knockout, knockout, oh, knockout, it's knockout. So he said, knockout, knockout, yeah, but where's 
Canadian. Uh, if you watch Bob, the Canadians channel or this channel, you know, we speak in a very similar way. So knockout, knockout. They do say out a little bit differently though. Out, out, but knockout. That's an American person. I'm hoping that you can hear that, but that is Forvo. Right. Let me, let me get that Forvo. And it can really help you with your English Forvo Forvo. Yeah. Check that out. Check that out. That might help. Certainly helps me. Certainly helps me. What's that? You can catch a cold. You can catch a cold. You can catch a cold. Are these the same expression? It's up to you and the ball is in your court. Yes, you can use those the same way. But with my wife, with someone I know very well, and as long as it's not a really big decision, up to you probably works better. But the ball is in your court. It might be when um, the stakes are a little higher, when the decision is a little more important. But yeah, they're they're pretty much the same. Ah, I was working at a Chinese restaurant in Spanish Fort, Alabama back in 2014. No, I have not been to Spanish Fort that I know of, but I have seen signs for it. I have seen signs for it. Is it on the coast? Is it is it on the in the Gulf of Mexico? If 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 it's near Orange Beach, I might have been to Spanish Fort. If it's down near Mobile, which I think it is, we, you know what? We we could always look uh where's but maybe a lot of people don't care. Spanish Fort Alabama. That is. It's uh yeah, I think I have actually been to Spanish Fort. So let me share the screen with you. Can I do it? Yeah. So the town that I mentioned, Mobile, it is actually right down on the Gulf of Mexico. So yeah, very close. See, that's the Gulf of Mexico there. So I've been to Gulf Shores. I've been to Foley, a really good restaurant in Foley called Lambert's. So I I have been to Spanish Fort. Yeah, because it looks like you have to go from Mobile and cross the bridge. So yeah. Pensacola, Florida. I have flown into Pensacola because my wife's family lives or they used to live in Alabama. And it was, it was a small town near Mobile. I can't find it. And I, and I can't remember what it was called, but it's a very nice area down there. Yeah. That's awesome. I hope you liked it down there. Hope the people treated you nicely there. All right. Let's look for some more questions here. Oh, hmm. maybe that town that um, was mentioned was a Spanish town. Let's see here. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I don't know if, okay, the question is, I watched your video at the hairdresser. So do you think you'll go back to the hairdresser regularly? I don't know. It's a little bit expensive. And I can cut my own hair. It won't look as good, but I can save money. But that that English lesson did pretty well for my channel. My channel's pretty small still, but I think it had like 
1400 views on it, which tells me I should probably go back. And I'm sorry, there's about three minutes of the video where the audio doesn't match up to the picture. The audio doesn't match up to the video. I'm sorry about that, but it was true English listening comprehension. You had two people talking. You had another English conversation going on right to the side of us. And you also, as I hit the microphone, and you also had a TV in the background. So if you could understand what we were saying, your English is a really high level, okay? It's at a really high level. Because as I was watching some of that back, I thought, ooh, this is challenging. This is challenging. So, but I will, I will do another, I'll do another video at the hairdresser. Or I might do one at a barbershop. They're a little bit different. Barbershop, usually a little cheaper. That is true. Mega. When you cram for something, it means you study hard. Like maybe you have a, a quiz tomorrow and you need to cram for it. You might pull an all-nighter. So you might stay up all night cramming for that quiz. As a teacher, I should say that is not a good way to study. <clears throat> James, what's going on? One of my students in real life. What's going on, man? Hope you're doing well. I'm a big fan of James. Welcome. Yeah, cramming. So as a teacher, I would say the best way to study is a little each time. No more than 20 minutes at a time. Your brain remembers what you study at the beginning of a session, and it remembers what you study at the end of a session. Now, if you're really passionate about English, and I know a lot of people love the English language in here, if you love it, you might be able to study all day. But when you're cramming, that means you're under pressure and you're trying really hard to squeeze in a lot of study time. Probably not the best, but you do you as we say in English, you know, you be your own person, you know yourself best, study the way you think is best for you. Let's see, just going through the chat here, trying to read what everyone is saying. Hmm. See a lot. Of, see a lot of See a lot of talking between uh, people. I don't see too many questions, but I'm glad that... Uh, let me skip down to the bottom of the chat here. Okay. Let's talk about um, cramming again. Um, let's Because you can use it another way, but it often does mean squeezed in, that English phrasal verb, squeezed in. Let's say you're going to work and you have to take the train and it's really busy. You might say there are a lot of people crammed in here. So really tight space. Let's say you're going on a trip. Maybe you're going to Italy. Maybe you're going to the United States. Maybe you're going to New York City. And you want to fit in 
a lot of clothes to wear. You need a lot of clothes for the week that you'll be spending in New York. You might try to cram all of those clothes into your suitcase. Clothes. That's a hard word to say, isn't it? Clothes. Clothes. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. So kind. So kind. You do you. Is that is that from Law and Order? You heard that? Hey, you do you. It just means be your own person. Yeah, whatever. Have fun. Um, Radu, you barely pronounce the word the R in world. It's pretty difficult for a non-native English speaker to pronounce. All right, um, I can use it in a sentence. I would like to visit every country in the world one day. World, world. One of my favorite YouTubers, his name is Indigo Traveler. He is in Yemen right now. Yemen, I would love to visit one day when it's not so dangerous. A couple of weeks ago, I put up a poll in the community tab and it asked, would you like to visit every country in the world? And there were some comments that said, no, some of the countries are too dangerous. And I agree. I would love to visit Yemen. It's just not safe right now. Hopefully in 10 years, it will be safe. But that is my dream one day to visit every country. But I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know. All right. Oh, Sam. Sam has to leave. I'm probably seeing this way too late. But have a good one, Sam, if you watch on replay. Yeah, it's a bit dodgy. That would definitely be a British term. Um, but yeah, Yemen in 2021. Yeah, I would not visit. I would not visit. Um, Indigo Traveler. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, he's great though. He will visit um, kind of places that are a little dangerous. Um, and yeah, he does a great job. But Yemen does not uh, does not appeal to me right now. It does not appeal to me in the future, hopefully. Yeah, I can understand, Raphael. It it was tough. I think even native English speakers, excuse me, would have a hard time understanding everything. They might get the gist. They might get the gist of what we were saying. And um, you're talking about the gist. It's like the overall picture the main idea the gist of it but yeah it's it's pretty tough pretty tough let's see i don't know um what do you think of the english youtuber heraldo which country do you like most that he's visited on his channel i haven't seen it oh oh excuse me Gongo. <laughs> okay. I know. Um, yeah, that's Harold Balder, right? He sometimes calls himself Geraldo, right? Um, that's a good question. I don't, what If you watch um, Harold Balder, he's one of my favorites. He's one of my favorites. He, and I got the haircutting video from him. I love watching the haircutting videos. Um, I would probably say the ones that he has done in Thailand which is pretty cool because he does speak some Thai or Vietnam, I think. But um, Sri Lanka too. 
I really like the ones that I like almost all of them. This summer, he did some in the United States. Um, in the spring, he did some in Mexico. Really makes me want to visit Mexico. There was a question if I've ever been to Mexico. And my answer is not yet. One day, I hope to. Not yet, though. Yeah, Gongo. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Yeah, not Ken. If you could put in, uh, where's your favorite place? Where's your favorite place? Radu. Radu, have I ever tried Indian food? Yes, I have. I try to have Indian food maybe once or twice a month. One of the best restaurants near my town is a place called Mother India. I've shown it on a couple of my lessons. Oh, the tikka masala there. Two thumbs up. Beautiful, beautiful. Chef Cat became a new member. No, that's not true. But uh, Chef Cat from Turkey has been a member for uh, quite a while, but maybe he's just uh, re-upping. Maybe he's uh, getting back into it. So even though you're not a new member, let me give you one of these. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, Chef Cat. Thanks. Not a new member, but I'm glad you're back. If you were ever gone, I don't know if you're ever gone. All right. The question here is: Could you please explain? Uh, consider how to use it. Yeah, sure. So. When you consider some something, you think about it. Hmm. So you might consider having pizza for dinner tonight. You might consider getting married. So it's anything that you have to think about for a little while. So it could be a really big decision like getting married or switching jobs, or it could be just what you're having for dinner tonight. Yeah. Uh, would you consider having pizza? Hmm. Yeah, I would consider having pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have pizza tonight, I think. Uh, would you ever consider switching professions? No. So to think about. Yeah. Would you would you consider explaining that statement, please? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Um, do I like extremely spicy food? No. And I've watched enough Harold Balder videos. He has some great ones in India, by the way, too, with Bald and Bankrupt. Um, and I've heard that in India, the food is really, really spicy. So I don't like really spicy food. I like mildly spicy food. Just a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Is that it, Chef Cat? I don't know, but I encourage you, members... I, t I turned it on. So if you want to put a question in highlighted, or if you just want to say hi as a member, like Chef Cat did in the, the green, um, you can do that. You can do that too. So drop that in the chat if you would like, and I will highlight it. Yeah. Hey, having a hard time learning phrasal verbs. Can you share some tips? Yeah. I did so many videos so many videos. I started the channel last year. It'll be two years in January. And I've done maybe 30, 40 videos on phrasal verbs. 
and I could do 30, 40 more. Phrasal verbs are very tough. Think about it. Blow. You got that verb. Oh, I, I know what blow means. <laughs> blow. I got that. I know what it means. But then a speaker will say, oh, you know what? Um, the price of lettuce in the store is blowing up. Blowing up. How, how does how does blowing and lettuce have anything to do with it? Right? Blowing up. It could mean that the price is getting a lot more expensive. Yeah, it's blowing up. So my best tip for learning English phrasal verbs is listen, listen, listen. So reading as well. But if you're listening to native English speakers speak, we very rarely will use a phrasal verb the wrong way. Lots of listening, lots of reading. I don't suggest you memorize English phrasal verbs. There are just too many of them. But it might be helpful today. I've been working on it. I'm going to, uh, here's some of my notes. I'm going to do a, um, I'm going to do a lesson on the word brush. And you might think like brush. Well, I know that, you know, you can, you can brush your hair, but let's see, I'll show you how I take my notes. Um, see if I can pull this up here. So I have a, a whole, a whole list of types of brushes. So nouns where we use the word brush, but I also have a lot of phrasal verbs. Like, can you see that brush up, brush on, brush out, brush over. And I have a uh, oh, brush aside, brush shoulders, brush with the law. Um, so I'm going to start doing that on the channel where I take a very difficult word in English, take, bring, brush. And I'm going to talk about all the phrasal verbs, all the ways we use it as an adjective, all of the sayings we have it have with it. Hey, Sita's here. What's going on? Hope everything is uh, going well in Brazil. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's tough. Phrasal verbs are difficult, but I think most YouTube teachers will do videos on phrasal verbs. So that might be a good place to start, but listening to native English speakers speak, I think is another good way too. So good question, tough question here. Abuba, have I ever read the Quran? Um, yeah, I have. I took a class in college, uh, a religion class, where we looked at the three major Western religions. So Judaism, Christianity, Islam, and we compared the texts, the religious texts of those uh, religions you know, the Torah, the Bible, the Quran, fascinating class, fascinating class. Oh yeah. So Chef Ket is renewing. Hey, glad to see you back, man. Glad to see you back. Yeah. I wish, um, I wish I could, uh, give you a really good quick tip on phrasal verbs, but it's, a, it's a big, big topic, big topic. Sita, I simply love your phrasal verb videos. Thank you. I had a lot of fun doing the last one at the river, visiting the powder house, wolf down, pig out. 
So many of them. So many of them. Hey, Amina's here. Welcome. Welcome. I hope everything is going well in Canada. Yeah, Radu, the, the pro I also believe phrasal verbs are quite difficult for non-native speakers. Yeah, the problem is, is that native speakers use them all the time. We don't even realize how difficult they are. And do you know how we learned them? We didn't study them. We just heard other speakers using them. And that's how we learn them. But you think about a little baby listening to their parents, maybe their older brothers and sisters using those phrasal verbs. They just pick up on them. Another English phrasal verb. They just learn them. They just pick up on them because they're hearing it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, not when they sleep, but... They hear it so, so much. So I encourage you, you know, watch English teachers on YouTube. I have a lot of them. Bob the Canadian has a lot of them. Uh, speak English with Vanessa. We did a little collab a couple weeks ago. Um, English Arts Academy. Check her out. Um, Karis at English Arts Academy. She just had a baby, by the way. So I don't think she watches this channel regularly, but a big shout out to Karis at English Arts Academy because she just had a baby. Chef Ked is at the office right now. Hey, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, let's see. Looking for more. Oh, look at this. Manuel. Hey, thank you for becoming a channel member. Alabama must give an award to Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump went to the University of Alabama, just like I did. We say, roll tide. Oh, Zanzibar. Nakim is talking about uh, Harold Balder when he went to Zanzibar. I'm a big fan of that one, too. Do you remember when he bought that bike and rode the bike across Zanzibar? I probably have watched that three or four times somewhere around there. I also encourage you to watch my videos a couple times. I think it will help. I also have the podcast that if you, most of the lessons are on the podcast, you can just put those in your pocket, listen to them on your walk, listen to them while you're doing dishes. I think it's a really good um, way to learn English is just listen to someone who speaks clearly. I just put up on the podcast 11 hours of lessons so you can push play on that episode and you will hear english for 11 hours you know maybe while you're sleeping i honestly don't know how much you learn when you're actually asleep some people think you can learn i'm not so sure about that but as you're drifting off to sleep another english phrasal verb you know that part of the night where you lay in bed and you're getting sleepier and sleepier and then finally you go to sleep? Well, that part where you get sleepier and sleepier, we say you're drifting off to sleep. Another English phrasal verb. Lena, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Sunshine. Armenia is in the house. 
welcome. All right, Anywat, hey, thank you so much for becoming a member, for being a member. You've been a member for a while. Um, yes, marijuana is legal in the United States. Sorry, in Maine. The, yeah, the question is, is marijuana legal in Maine right now? The answer is yes. I've actually never smoked weed. I've never smoked marijuana. But what I want to do is visit a dispensary. And that is what we call it where you can actually get marijuana or weed or pot or there are so many slang terms for marijuana. I've asked a few and they've all said no. I think I've asked three, but in the town that I live in, there are probably 25 dispensaries. So I just need one to say yes, but I do want to do an English lesson in that, uh, in that place, uh, a weed dispensary or a marijuana dispensary. Yeah, I've never done it. I don't plan on doing it, but there are a lot of people that do. And they, they say, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm more relaxed. But oh, I mean, I had to go. So if you watch this on the, the replay, see you later. And Juan, I hope you're doing well. It's a pleasure to help. I, uh, I have fun doing it. Abuba, what is the difference between affect and effect? Now, most of the time when you hear a native English speaker say those two words, they'll sound the same. Effect, effect. They sound the same. The one with the verb, I'm sorry, the one with the A is always a verb. Okay. The one with an E is always a noun. So what is the effect of alcohol on your brain? What is the effect? Okay. So you'll almost always hear the effect or the effect, the effect. The one with the A, um, you might say when you drink alcohol, it affects your brain. Very tough, very tough. But just know that the A is the verb, the E is a noun. Whew. Tough ones there. And they mean very, very, something very close. All right. Hey, Patty Candles here from France. How are you? How are you? All right. Fafa, please introduce an easy English book to read. I am a huge fan. Let me pull up these. I have read almost all of them. They are very popular. When my son was young, and it is called Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And the great thing about Diary of a Wimpy Kid books is that they are pretty easy and they have pictures. And they do have pictures. So that is a great series to read. Uh, in the description below, if you look at all of the Amazon links, there is a link to Ollie Richards' books. And he has one for beginners. It says A1, A2. I think it's probably more A2. Maybe even B1. It might be, it might say A2, B1 on them, actually. For the beginner, 
So you can check out those books. Let me see if I can show you what they look like. Um, he has them for a lot of languages. So I also like these. I have them for Spanish. That's sorry, not Spanish. I have them for. Um, actually, I think I do. I actually do. I've. They were two dollars a piece, so I got them for Spanish. Russian, Italian, definitely, um, French, but yeah, Ollie Richards has a bunch. Could probably pull it up on my Kindle here. Probably take too long, but I promise I do have a bunch of them. They were, like I said, two dollars a piece. How could I go wrong? I had to pick them up. So notice I just used another English phrasal verb there. I had to pick them up. It means to buy. Hey. I'm going to the store. Could you pick me up some grapes? Sure. So we use pick me up like that. Oh man. You know how else we use pick me up this morning? I was really tired. I needed some caffeine. So for a, a little pick me up, I drank some Mountain Dew. This Mountain Dew has been downstairs where I filmed these videos for probably a month. Yeah. There's no more, there's no more carbonation here. Yeah, look, I, I twist it off. It's completely flat. So when the soda has lost its bubbles, we say it's flat. Or it's lost its carbonation, we'll say the soda is flat. All right, this has been fun. I must go. I have some yard work to do. I want to thank you all for stopping by. Amina, if you're still here, Abu Ba. So many people. Sunshine, thank you so much. Cecilia, thank you so much. Before we go, though, Radu. Yes, I remember Don Jr. in the goat. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I forgot. He visited South America quite a bit, too. Bolivia, I think he went to. And he just he was just in Brazil. And uh, Sita and I talked about that on the Discord. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cecilia. Of course, of course, Fafa, you're welcome. Thank you, everyone. I will try to go live again soon. I can't do it this Saturday, though. Guess why? My son has a hockey game. Hockey season, it is very tough. He plays all over New England. So thank you all so much, and I will see you real soon. Adios, amigos. Welcome, 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 everyone. Another live stream. We'll be here for about an hour. Hopefully, your English will be that much better in an hour before we get started. My name is Brent. This is American English with this guy. If you're watching live, how you doing? If you're watching on replay, welcome. And if you're watching um, on the podcast, I don't think you can watch on the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, welcome. So, Esther's here. How are you? Mega from India is here. Cecilia is here. And Linda's here. We're going to start off with uh, a question from Linda. She asked on the Discord server, 
If you're a channel member, you have access to the Discord server. And uh, hey, Bob's here. Bob's here from New Jersey. Welcome. Welcome. So Marco, how are you doing? So let's get right into the questions. But if you want to ask your question, Abu Baz here. How are you, man? If you want to ask your question, yeah, just leave uh just leave it right in the chat. Right down there. Right down there. Hey, and uh if you have a friend who's also learning English, you could share the stream with them. Maybe make somebody's day, maybe help them learn a little English as well. So the first question here. Let me get it up on the screen if I can figure out how to do it. How are you? How are you? It is somewhere here. Oh, yeah. Linda. Linda, channel member. Thank you so much. Yeah, she's asking. Should I move over here so my face isn't? She is asking. I'll just read her question. Hey, Brent, this is probably a question that has already been asked many times, but I need to be sure, is Yankee considered offensive in some ways, or is it okay to use it in every situation? I read that within New England, definitely positive, but what about the rest? What about the rest of the country? Yankee uh, is an interesting word. It is most often used by Southerners. Okay, so people who live in the American South, states like Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, those type of states, to refer to people like me who live in the North, states like New York, New Jersey, where Bob learned Italian con l'americano, where he is from. They often use it to describe Northerners, Yankee. Sometimes you'll hear a swear word with it too. Damn Yankee. Damn Yankee. Now, it's probably not offensive, but it's just like every other word. It depends on how you use it. So if you're really trying to be mean and you call someone from the North a Yankee, they'll probably just look at you kind of strange because this comes from the Civil War like more than a hundred years ago, 150 years ago. And there was a real rivalry, a real fight between the North and the South after the civil war. Nowadays, open man, what's going on? Thanks for becoming a member, by the way. Um, the new, Oh, okay. So that right up there is a sign for a baseball team. One of the most famous baseball teams in the United States, the New York Yankees. So I think most of the time, Yankee is not going to be offensive. I got a little story that goes along with Yankee. Now, my wife, her name is Jamie. She's been on the channel before. Um, she's from Alabama. That's a southern state. I am from Maine. That's a northern state. When I went down to visit her and I, I moved down there, a lot of people, her family even, her father, her uncle, would call me a Yankee. They weren't trying to be mean. They just wanted me to remember, yeah, you're from the North. You're a little different. We still like you. So they used to call me a Yankee and fun. But 
is it offensive? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But thank you for the question, Linda. So Bob says, I would never get offended. Anyways, yeah, you rarely hear it, especially if you stay in the North. But if you ever make friends with people in the South, you might hear it. At least when I met my wife 25 years ago, I would hear it all the time because I would start talking and people could hear that I was not from the South. Um, but it was only people who really knew me well. So what? There's another Brent here in the chat. Is there? Let's think there's another Brent here in the chat. How would you call him? I'd probably just say, hey, Brent, the other Brent. The other Brent, maybe we might say Brent number two. I mean, it's, it's my channel, so I would probably be Brent number one, but there might be a Brent number two. All right. I am 46 years old right now. When I was in school, a very popular name for girls was Jennifer. So a lot of people my age in the United States, they're named Jennifer, Jen, Jenny, Jennifer. So a lot of times there could be four Jennifers in the same class at my school. So we would have different nicknames for them. Maybe like Jenny one, Jenny two, Jenny three, Jenny four. They also might call them by their last name. So let's say there was a, a Jennifer Smith. They might say Jenny S. So that's probably how we would do it. That's probably how we would do it. Ababa, West Coast, Southern. So the West Coast, when I'm talking about the West Coast in the United States, those are states like California, Washington, not Washington, D.C. That's on the East Coast. That's our capital. But there is a state on the West Coast, Seattle, where Starbucks is from. That's a Western state, Oregon. And I don't think there is a big rivalry, not a big fight between the West and the South. Little rivalry between the East Coast and the West Coast. West Coast might be a little bit more laid back. Maybe they go to the beach a little bit more often than people from New York. When I think of New Yorkers, they wake up early. They work really hard. On the West Coast, they're still sleeping when New York wakes up. So they're three hours behind us. Um, Yankee, I don't think, Alex, I don't think there is a football team called the Yankees. I think it's just a baseball team, the New York Yankees. Some very famous baseball players played for the Yankees. Where I live, the Boston Red Sox are the most popular baseball team. And there is a big rivalry between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Let's see here. Marco has a question. By the way, Brent, what is it called between two people with the same name? Oh, oh, I see. Uh, we don't we don't actually have a, a word like that in English. I see what you were saying. Yeah, I can't think of um I can't think of a, a term that we would use when two people have the same name. Now, I don't think it exists in English. Well, what's that? Chubby. 
call you chubby. Chubby, chubby means fat. Oh, oh. <laughs> chubby means fat. Chubby. I mean, it's a little bit nicer way, but <laughs> it's still uh it's still not. You don't. Nobody wants to be called chubby. Nobody wants to be called chubby. Looking through the chat here, open man. Let me say officially hello and welcome to the channel. Um, I don't know if you're on the Discord, but if you are a channel member, check the community tab. There's a link to the Discord. Join it. We're chatting there almost every day. People are dropping pictures of the places they have visited. But often what happens in Discord stays in Discord. We don't we don't talk about it too much outside of Discord. There is a place where you leave live stream questions like Linda did, but you know, there was a channel member that visited a city uh, yesterday and she posted pictures, but it's not, you know, it's not public. So I don't really want to share where she went or who it was, but there were beautiful pictures. I want to visit there now. I definitely want to visit there. Nathan, how are you? All right, Eduardo. Is this, I think this is a question right here. Hey, teacher Brent, I really like your videos. Thank you, Eduardo. There are some differences between they will be done uh, and it's up to you. Thanks a lot. Um, I don't know about they will be done and how it's different from it's up to you, but let me talk a little bit about it's up to you. My wife and I say this all the time. In fact, we said it last night. So there's always a question in my house about what's, what's for dinner, what's for dinner. And teaching is tough work. A lot of times my wife and I will come home and we're completely exhausted. Neither one of us feel like making dinner. So she was out last night picking my daughter up and she said, what do you want for dinner? Do you want me to pick something up while I'm out? And I honestly said, it's up to you. That is telling the other person, you decide. And we will go back and forth. Like, I don't care. What do you want? I don't care. What do you want? It's frustrating. A lot of times, easy. Just get a pizza. We'll just get a pizza. Pick up a pizza. Yeah. Not the healthiest option, but wow. What is this? What's Bob saying? Right. Only a baseball team. Yeah, yeah, I think. Thanks, Bob. I don't I don't know of uh, any other team besides the Yankees. Back in the 1990s, long time ago, there was a band actually called Damn Yankees. And uh, who was in that? Ted Nugent, I think, was in that. I think was in that. All right, Nestor, Mexico. Hope all is going well down there. I'm sure it's warmer where you are than where I am. I've never been to the USA, but I heard once that there is a specific song that people sing whenever a baseball game starts. Take me to the ball game. Is that true? Sort of, sort of. So when a baseball game starts, there will always be the national anthem played. At the beginning of the game, there is always the national anthem played. And I think God Bless America 
is also played. So there are two songs. They're, you know, very patriotic, we might say. If something is patriotic, it means you love the United States. So the national anthem, we call that the Star Spangled Banner. And then God Bless America. Now, Take Me Out to the Ball Game is played in the middle of the game. And I think at every stadium it is played. I know it's very famous in Chicago with the Chicago Cubs. Big city, right? Third biggest city in the United States. So big they have two baseball teams. The Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. But there is a big tradition where during the seventh inning stretch, it's called, it's, it's, there are nine innings in baseball. So the seventh inning, it's towards the end of the game, uh, they will sing, take me out to the ball game, which I will not, I will not sing that. You don't want to hear me sing. It's not, it's not, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Hey, snazzy. What's going on? Let's see. Mega. Sir, what do you call such names, which can be male and also a female name? What do we call that? We might call it, um, I'm going to write it in the chat because it can be a little tricky. 